Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hope you're having a great day. It's Carmen and Yurk. Yurko's gone today. I'll be back Monday. Connor McKnight is sitting in. Crosstalk in an hour. Waddle and Sylvie live at Twin Peaks, Oakbrook Terrace today. We'll chat down the line with the boys in uh, 60 minutes. Black is on tonight from 6 into 8 to get you into your Friday evening. You can watch us on Twitch. All the shows all day, every day. Twitch.tv. Download the app. Join the chat there. Just uh, search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Danny Zetterman, our content director, told us earlier today that he made a wager with his old man. Who's a hell of a guy. Harry's a terrific guy. Never met him. Great, Great guy. guy. Never met him. Great guy. I met your dad at Bourbon and Bacon. Yeah, my dad was Came there. up, said yeah. hello. Well, that's good. Yes. He texted me yesterday. Came up to me, me said hello, said, you, uh, said, uh, said I like your work. He texted me yesterday. And if he yesterday. didn't, I'm making that up, but he was a wonderful, no, nice guy. honestly, what did my dad text me yesterday? He goes, hey, you and Connor sound uh, like you've been doing this a while together. Well, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you could roll out of bed and do it. And then, he, and then he was agreeing with you on succession. That's what he said. Too. Oh, He goes, oh, yeah, he was listening show's to you Tom Wams Gams is, I think, my favorite character on the show. I'm only through season two. Into season two. So I hear things changed a little bit, but I'm a big Tom Wamsgams guy. At some point, I got to catch up on that. It's good. It's good. Uh, so Danny was telling us that he made a wager with his dad. They were debating who was going to have more wins next year, Brock Purdy or Justin Fields. I believe Danny went with Fields. Do I have that right? And yeah, Danny his went, dad with went with Purdy. And yes. the only thing I said was like, well... What if Purdy is still the quarterback in San Francisco? I mean, he is in an exponentially better situation okay. to win games. Maybe I need a little help on this. But after the wild card weekend, I spent a little time, you know, reading because I knew I'd be filling in, you know, and hanging out. And I spent some time catching up. You know, I had the kid over there. Yeah. So I'm a little, you know, I got to play catch up a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's the nature of life. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I read speculating that Kyle Shanahan is absolutely ready to move on with Brock Purdy yes. and make him his golden shining there's a lot of there's a lot of that and then looking at Trey Lance and saying thanks for coming on through we'll see you on the other side I, and i i don't that seems look at what they gave up I, look at what they did to get Trey Lance in the first place you can't just listen. I have as much respect for Kyle Shanahan in terms of a, a scheme, coach, fit, that whole. But to to move that quickly from the guy that you really had to have to the next guy that was Mister Irrelevant in the draft seems very difficult to sustain. I I, uh, I hate wading into the uh, rumor and innuendo. Oh, wait away! Uh, but I but let's Let wait away. Galoshes. The the. What I have come to learn, uh, and I'll give Waddle credit. He was one of the first who kind of tipped me off on it and said, hey, do scour some of the dark corners of the Internet. It sounds like... Wait, whatever Waddle tells well, you to scour I mean, yeah, dark corners me. of the yeah, Internet, browse in private, my friend. Private browse mode. Browse in um, private. There is some sentiment out there that Trey Lance was not Kyle Shanahan's choice. That Trey Lance was forced upon the organization by the owner. Some. And I think that's why now this is building that, especially considering the way he's played. And, and again, you can. Shanahan's so good and their offense is so good. I, I don't know if we truly know what Brock Purdy is yet. It's such a ridiculously small sample, too. But I think that's why we're starting to hear that he is more than content, yeah. more than happy yeah. 
that this is happening and that he can go into the offseason saying, no, Brock Purdy, you see, he's our quarterback. And that Trey Lance was never Kyle Shanahan's choice. And we often wondered, and I remember Waddle and me and Sylvia, we used to have the conversation like, when you go back to the draft two years ago, we were like, the one thing that scares me is why Kyle Shanahan took Trey Lance right, ahead right, of right, Justin right. Fields. Right? Sure. You know, and now we're learning that it wasn't Kyle Shanahan's choice. So if Brock Purdy is the quarterback there, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Danny was so adamant. Of course, Justin Fields is winning more games. I, and maybe he will, and I hope that's the case. But can you really be that convinced of it, considering the situation that Brock Purdy is in? We've detailed it. It is. I don't know that you want to be anywhere else. No, no, with, especially uh, with quarterback that coach wins. and that and that receiving room and that everything they do and Christian McCaffrey if he stays healthy, of like course. where else would you want to? Play? That's a big if. But you know, if, if quarterback wins are nonsense, right? I mean, there, it has nothing to do, very little to do with the quarterback, right? So it's the last thing I want to evaluate quarterback yeah. on. It doesn't even mean Justin Fields won't bet. be better. You're no. right. It's, I, Justin Fields could have a, a much better season. He could than Brock Purdy, but he might not and win, win two many, football games. Thank you. Let's say the Bears go from three to seven. We'd be like, wow, that's awesome. What would stop San Francisco from ripping off 10 wins next year? If Unless they, Purdy completely falls on his face, which I, I suppose is possible. It's but. entirely possible. And there's some injuries there too, right? Like, I know it's not fun to talk about. I know it's not you know, like everybody. Justin Fields ran a lot last mm-hmm. season. And I understand that the plan is not for him to run as often this coming season as he did last year. But he's still going to do it. Yes, he is. He's still going to get out there and do it. He's a big kid. You know, he's a big dude. Yeah. Still played a lot with that torn shoulder and the whole thing. I mean, there is an injury potential there. And and, and you can't get a quarterback win if you are not the quarterback. That's right. As I understand it. I don't think they've changed that. Uh, Yeah, so I I don't know if I'd be so eager to make that bet. And it really doesn't have much to do with necessarily evaluating each of their play. I'm not falling for the Brock Purdy as the next Kurt Warner or Tom Brady. Really wanted anyway. to just say banana in the tail. Not yet. Yeah. That's fine. Not yet. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, I think I bet on the 49ers just winning more games. And if he's the quarterback there. It's yeah. interesting to me, though, that in this conversation, uh, and I think it does kind of come back to Justin Fields a little bit, or at least the way we all want to feel about Justin Fields. You haven't taken, you haven't mentioned once, and I think it's on purpose, the potential that Shanahan has in developing Brock Purdy into a uh, league average quarterback in 2023. Right. right. That's not part of this discussion. And it, and it almost doesn't need to be. Yeah. Because, because, I, because of how good that team is, the scheme Shanahan puts out there, you can be guy yeah. and see yourself to 12 wins in, in next season if you're, if you're Brock Purdy in the Niners. I mean, Matt Ryan's best year was with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, look what he's done to help uh, advance Jimmy G. You know, And some of that maybe came from Jimmy's time in New England. And, just, just, and, and, and I want to give the players the most credit always because I do think that's important. But coaching in this league matters. It matters. I would tell you... That the piece we were just reading, yeah, I've, right. I've yeah. shuffled my papers all over those the place. offensive players. This is this is it's scheme dependent. It, it, it is so much matters more. In this yes, it does. It it may matter in that league more than any other league, right? Maybe yeah. No, it, it probably matters, it matters more, than, more than, any other than any other league. I agree with you. Because yes. for half a moment, I thought about the NBA, and then I realized no. LeBron James dominated the last little bit. In no, yeah, no, that's it. It matters, it matters more than, more the NFL. than anything, mm-hmm. and so I. 
like Shanahan's legit. Like even Cap has come around, and you know when Cap finally waves the white flag, it's a big battleship to turn. <laughs> like even Cap is finally like, okay, I I was wrong, uh, on Mitch and on Pace and on a bunch of other things. No, I like even Cap has come around. We've on got time. Shanahan. There's forty minutes <laughs> left in the show, Carl. Like, Keep going. Right, I'll right, write it down like, for you as you go. Chris, I think Cap. Don't, don't come to me as track. a Cap expert. Well, that's true. I, mean, I mean, Chris, that'll just get us in more trouble. Put you in a terrible I don't need a spot. meeting on Monday. Yeah, yeah, about... That's true. I mean, he can't keep. He doesn't rip the 49ers anymore. Please, you can't. You can't. There's it's nothing difficult. to rip Kyle Shanahan about. I'm it's sorry. Difficult. I can't even remember why he was so anti. Because he blew a lead in the Super Bowl. 49. Oh, that's why. It was that's bad. Right. It, was. Wait, it was. Oh, bad. that was a different Super Bowl where he showed up wearing the dog mask for the Eagles, and then he was a pro Brady guy one year. I, mean, I don't know, he man. He hated Brady forever, and then he showed up in a Brady jersey. Yeah, and, yeah, there's that. There's a lot of weird things strange. that go on with Cap. Very Let's odd. face it. But even he's like, yeah, okay, Shanahan and the Niners. They're, 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 yes, they're good. Yes. Kyle Shanahan's great. Sorry. This he's is, great. This is why, you know, I, I'd be slightly more comfortable if there was something yeah. a bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I have... Because here, locally, I have a quarterback who I quite enjoy watching play football. Me too. Really thrilled to do it. And you know who I wish was coaching him? Yeah. Brian Dayball. Sure. Or Doug Peterson. Sure. Some one of those fellas, one of those fellas didn't have a job not so long ago and now does have a job coaching this weekend. Thank you. That's who I wish was coaching our guy. This weekend. Coaching matters and offense matters, folks. Offense is what wins in the NFL this in this why, day and age. You know how much I love the Black and Abdallah show. I absolutely adore it. And they've been talking about DVOAs for yeah. weeks now. And I know you guys have Years. too. But this Years. is Yeah, no, that's right. That's We've true. been talking DVOAs. In this season particularly, though, especially when it comes to this, you know, I feel like they've leaned on it a little bit more. And, and I feel like those metrics matter. But when you also look at what those things are, they are more repeatable on the offensive side than they are on the defensive side. You cannot rely on takeaways no. year after year after year. Just ask the 2019 Chicago Bears. Too much variance. It doesn't happen. Totally. So, too much regression, so too give, much variance. Give me a team that's built around a quarterback first and foremost. Let's build it like the the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs did with a garb, the sieve offensive line for the first two years and then fix it as we go. Yep. Defense that works a little bit better later on. I'm yep. fine with all those. I'm things. fine with that too. Gabe's in the Ukrainian village. What's up, Gabe? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Good, man. Good. Hey, I, a couple things. Yeah, we need to bring in Alan Lazard to help Justin Fields. I actually went to high school with him in Urbandale, saw him oh. uh, manhandle as a freshman all the way up and uh, just kind of d- continue to dominate. So that would be awesome. That's but the cool. um, reason I'm actually calling in is a little bit about NFL refereeing. I yep. uh, saw it last weekend. Uh, uh, Giants versus Vikings missed false start. Uh, Giants go ahead and score a touchdown on it. Um, I'm also a huge soccer guy, and we saw it in the World Cup, this advancement of technology uh, with refereeing, with the VAR and offside. Why is the NFL not implementing technology like that to speed up these four-hour, five-hour games and, and, and uh, make these uh, refs a little bit more accurate as well, too? What do you mean uh, with like I'll, I'll... chip technology and stuff, like ball chip technology? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. goal line technology. Why aren't we putting technology on like the, the first down markers to, oh, to see yeah. if we've actually made that first down, that type of thing? So, it's simple little things that I think they could implement. Some of the really challenges, I think some of the challenges, Gabe, and thanks. And uh, I, we've, I feel like we've discussed it. I think Black and Abdallah have, too. I mean, like some of it is uh, where... 
there's no chip in the body. So the chip in the ball is one thing, but where, like, how does the chip help if the knee is down before, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the chip is just... Where are we the, putting the chip? Are we putting a chip in players? In the ball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Without a chip in the player... Right. Well, first of all, let's microchip players. Which I don't okay. think we should do. Well, I don't know. Let's microchip players. Is anybody on this? I, I don't know. I think... Uh, you know, part, part of it also is like tennis has a great system, but Hawkeye. also... But it's just the ball. Yeah, right. And It's, it's just the ball. It's I mean, also like you're... For what the, the suggestion is asking for first down, there's a pile of bodies in the way. Yeah. Right? Like the reason yeah. it works in tennis is because the cameras can see mm, the mm. court, right? Like so it's like if you if you sight. have a quarterback sneak right into the middle of the pile, how would you be able to turn the cameras that are above that are the technology doing this, how would it be able to deter whether or not you cross the line to gain. Like even even Lasers. bar in Lasers. soccer, you're right. getting those cameras looking down on the goal line like right. in, in a mass of bodies. Yeah. Again, without a chip in the player, yeah. does the chip in the ball matter, I guess, is what I'm saying. And you know, Could chip can't hurt. Chipping players, microchipping players is it's too uh it's too Skynet for me. I don't know. I say I, I say microchip them. I say yeah. robot players, to be quite honest with you. Well, we're getting robot umps. So I say robot, robot players? players. I don't even think you need to chip the players because like the NBA has the technology to body track. That's like, true. They, they can track your steps, they can track your movement on the court, they can track all of that information with the um the high-level technology they're using that isn't necessarily available to the everyday fan on ESPN.com. Like, right. They know where players are moving on the court they based do. on the camera system they're using. And obviously NFL... And soccer has it where you can see the, the heat map on where someone is throughout a game. NFL Next Gen Stats has those. You can see it yeah. when they when they send out the tweets of an offensive play. They've got the player tracking. Yeah, yeah. So like, you don't need to chip a player to do so. So you just got to figure out a way to merge the two together, I, feel I like guess. We're running Chris, away like from we're... chipping players pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're bad. Yeah. Let's chip. Like, I, I guess the one thing they could do is they could say the perimeter of the field, so out of bounds. Those plays should be as simple as tennis or VAR in soccer, mm-hmm. where the official just looks at his wrist and he has a little screen mm-hmm. and it says yes or no, right? Be, yeah. In or out. Yeah. Like there, there shouldn't be the three minute break yeah. to figure out if there are two feet in bounds. Yeah. Like that should be something okay, that should be yeah. very easy. That should be easy to determine. But soccer they, they, has it, tennis has it. It, they could do that. It took them was, a decade to figure out what a catch was. Though. He was talking a little bit. Wasn't uh, one of the Boses uh, was all about there was the, the guy across from him was getting an early start on like three or four different players. Joey, Joey right? Yeah. 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 Game. Last week. Yeah, he was very upset. He's very yeah. upset. That's that's unusual for Joey Bosa yeah. to be upset at things that have nothing to do with it. No, doesn't little matter. Rage. Doesn't, never, doesn't rage matter. Doesn't matter. Rage. Not important. Uh, but anyway, his guy's leaving a little bit early. Yeah. Like, is, do we want, should we be Tech, using technology, technology on that? Do you want that on on The early get off? Yeah, yeah. If you want, if you want it right, the NFL right. wants nothing to do with that because they want points. Probably, not. and they would rather yeah. that offensive tackle be backpedaling three steps right. before the ball holding gets and backpedaling and then out of their stance. Ready I didn't to go. see it. I don't know. I didn't see it. I, whenever we talk about this, it always elicits a lot of interesting conversation. Too. Like people are very po- passionate to Chip talk the about like, what to do. Chip you know, them. like to make sure that we know. Where the ball is, where it's been, and how to get it right in a quicker, more efficient fashion. So we need callers that know a guy has a line on some microchips. That's what uh, I mean. microprocesses. <laughs> uh, we're gonna in go this down country, to that. 
I don't know how you do it where you're from, but in this country. No laundry. Uh, Connor's in for Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Connor's in for Yurko. It's Carmen and Yurk. Oh, we've talked a lot of football, which is good. It's fun. We got a few weekends left. Well, we're down to seven games, guys. That's it. We're down to seven games. Yeah, but they only get better from here. They do. I mean, this weekend's a ton of fun. That's how we started the show. There's a lot of fun coming. Don't. You know, don't curse the darkness. You know, light a candle and and something, something. Let's enjoy the next few weeks. Whatever it was, right? Don't. uh, Yeah, I can't. It's it's a. It's a. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, it's a Walton thing. I don't remember what it was. But I know what you're saying. Call Panetti. He'll let you know. He called Panetti. Panetti probably has it. uh, He speaks Walton. Yeah, (laughs) few do. He does. He does. The two of them are funny when they're together. They're actually, so much it's fun. It's pretty good. They're so much fun. They really are. And like the the there is a because gen- I mean you know Jason a little bit. A little there bit. is a, a genuine joy. Yeah. That he gets out of doing games with Bill Walton. I mean it, it is it is yeah. true. It is pure. It it's, is chased like the driven snow. It's it's impressive. That's a fun little uh, duo it's impressive. When together. The NFL has sold, let's see, I just saw this on a Pro Football Talk. The NFL has sold, uh, announces more than 50,000 tickets have been sold for the neutral site game, uh, potential neutral site game next weekend in Atlanta for the AFC title game, if it were to be Chiefs and Bills. Okay. Uh, NFL has offered an update on the ticket sales. Should the Chiefs and Bills win in the divisional round? They'll meet at Mercedes-Benz for a chance to advance to the Super Bowl because of the Week 17 canceled game. Tickets went on sale. To season ticket holders in Kansas City and Buffalo on Wednesday, and the league says they moved quickly. 50,000 have been sold via a plan that would put Bills fans on their team's side of the field and Chiefs fans on the other side. How about that? They sold 50,000 seats already. I guess I'm not totally shocked by that, but uh, that building's, I mean, what is that, 60? I'm guessing, I don't know what the official capacity is. I'm guessing that's 65% full. What am I looking up? Pro official uh, capacity. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. All right. I'm guessing it's like 65% full. Right? What's uh, 75? Okay, so even more, is what it says. Right? Seats about 75. Okay, so that's even more. It's two-thirds. Is that yeah. good? I don't know, Chris. Well, I, shouldn't like, it be my, a sellout my, my either rea- way? My reaction is it's that's good, there, but you're, it's well, in it's Atlanta. 50, it's 50,000 in 24 hours. And further, there's another article up on Pro Football Talk from Florio kind of writing, saying and not saying that neutral site championship games, AFC, NFC, are, are, might become well, the norm. We, we talked this about is where, that. We wondered, you, yeah. Where, where are you? Because this, this is one that, that I... I don't like. I, I, I hadn't, would, hadn't read enough about it to really kind of figure out where we're pointing here, where the wind is blowing. So the, the positive would be, and I want to, Chris, I want to get back to your question because I, yeah, sorry, I think it's interesting. But no, hold on. But the, 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 two, the two things to talk about with this, potentially, and, and maybe it's moot after this weekend. We'll see. The two things would be, 
by moving it, you're putting it in sort of climate controlled, nice weather places. Let's face it, it'd become like a Super Bowl thing and it it's more of a party and the league would love that, you I'm want to sure. Make it a destination. You'd make it kind of a destination thing and you're taking elements out of it. So nothing to do with the game, everything to do with the Well, event it space. is to do with the game in a sense well, that you're taking play, elements out. Yeah. Yeah, but now, there's now, only so many places outdoor you're gonna put a playoff well, game. Well, maybe like you just anyway. keep moving it to the places where you move the Super Bowl. Same sort of rotation. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, okay. if you're picking neutral sites, you're keeping it in the south or in domes where you can control the elements. And for the Super Bowl, it makes a lot of sense. I more lean with you. Like, I wouldn't mess championship, mess with championship Sunday. I'd let the home team that earned it yeah. play at home. I, I, I would not have mess the with numbers it. on it, but I, I got to imagine a home team has an advantage in I a game think, like that. Yes. I think home field advantage. Even going though through that many weeks to play off football, right? It's, it's shrunk over the years. I mean, there's no doubt. And odds makers will tell you that they have adjusted. No longer do they just look at the sort of. It used to be for a lot of years. It was everything equal. It's three points. That they, I was listening to, the, to one of the shows that you're the, the with with Mike and you guys. I think it was last year or something like that. Just kind of categorically said that you don't get three points for being at home anymore. Blew my mind. Yeah, that's out. Spent the rest of the day. I did White Sox Weekly, and I spent the rest of the day researching why that happened. It's it's out. Unbelievable. It's, yeah, and it's and it, it it just is. It's more like I think a lot of odds makers or pro handicappers will use like two point three. That's a significant drop Huge. when you think about yeah, it. So, um, I don't know. I I would leave Championship Sunday. This was a weird circumstance. I don't think it'll rear its ugly head again. Chris, to answer your question, my initial uh, thought was like, "Wow, they just put them for sale for the season ticket holders there." That's a lot of seats to sell to people in Buffalo and Kansas City. That was that's my fair. Thought. I think it's the yeah the time the fifty thousand seats in twenty four hours. Yes, that's impressive to people that have to travel to get there. But now you got to sell it out, though, right? I think they. I will. mean, in order to in order to give will. this a thumbs up, you got to have will. seventy. Blah. In I there, think they right? will. And I, what was it? Two. Two, three weeks ago that the uh, Tamar Hamlin situation took place on Monday night, and, weeks, right? and we talked about it on the show. I said, like, don't be surprised if the NFL uses this as a trial balloon. Chris is the one who as, said As a yeah. sneaky way to now start earning more money. Round of applause. And that's why we talked about it. Chris brought it up, and, and I don't know. I wouldn't mess with it. That'd be me, but... I wouldn't put it past the NFL either. No. Look at this as a golden not. opportunity. It's, that's what the Shield does. That's exactly what it's, the Shield does. They enjoy does. that kind of thing. More money, more good for them. Kyle's downtown. What's up, Kyle? Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys really quick, when you were talking about the idea of microchipping, mm-hmm. you don't need to put it in the players. It only needs to exist inside of the ball. The reason being, you put a little chip like a RFID or a transmitter with the opposite side of that in each pylon at the goal line, or the first down marker, uh, the technology exists. You pair that with the whistle. So when the whistle blows is the end of your window to measure how far that ball moved. When the ball is at rest, it's the starting point. So all they need to do is sync the whistle to the microchip in the ball, and now we can tell how far that ball advanced between whistles, and that tells you if you cross the first down or you cross the goal line. If that works successfully, then they can roll that out to the entire field now we can also get positioning for any advance on the ball, first down or not. But what if, maybe I'm missing something though, Kyle. What if the official doesn't see that a knee was down and doesn't blow the whistle? You know what I'm saying? If the knee is down. Well, now we're back to the same human element, right? Yeah, that's all I'm wondering. The, the only, there is a workaround for that that doesn't require microchipping. You would put sensors mm. in the players in their pads. Yeah. We'd have to make players actually wear pads again. <laughs> uh, but you'd have it in their knee, on their hip 
on their butt, on their elbow, and when any of those were contacted, it would also do the same action as the whistleblow. Then that makes sense. There's the workaround. Kyle, thanks. That makes a little bit of sense. I think you still microchip the players to be safe. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> all makes be, a lot of sense. Like safe. we're ahead to do all these things, but it's just chuck, chuck a couple of microchips in them. Training camp comes around. Is the is the flu shot because we're all sharing showers and oh, then they take God. the microchips the next week. You're going to be good to go. Good Lord. Matt's in Streamwood. This what's is... privacy? I don't know. Does it exist What anymore? would Voltaire say? I don't know. <laughs> Matt, what's going on? Hey, Carmen Connor. Thanks for taking my phone call, guys. <laughs> I wanted to ask you with if you guys think if Luke Getty is prepared to most likely leave this year, would it be behoove of the, of the Bears to somehow get – some official coach or head coach to take over that OC, be assistant OC well, like well, a Frank Reich or Getzy's not or, leaving. Getzy's not leaving. Not yet. I mean, Getzy's not in any. As far as I've heard, I don't think Luke Getzy's in a single. I've not heard. I've not seen his name. Yeah. No, Getzy's not leaving. Now, would it make sense for the Bears to? I don't know. Would 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 does Matt Eberflus make a call to his old buddy Frank Reich? I, that's a good question, Matt. I don't. I don't. I, I like Frank Reich actually, although he lost me this year somehow. It was not a good year. I've often thought Frank Reich was a pretty good coach, considering the circumstance. I, th- I there. thought that was kind of a consensus. It was. It's kind of been weird to I see the last it, little bit. Was, isn't it? This was a weird year. Yeah. He did it. Did, it was not a great look for him. Um, I would trust his offensive mind if, in some capacity, you brought him on. But I, I don't believe Luke Getzey's going anywhere. The good news for the Bears is that Ian Cunningham is staying. Yes, and you know what? I, I uh, Adam Johns, the Athletic, had, had written this up. The the Bears now. You know, because Ryan Poles talks about Ian Cunningham as though he is he's going to, right, he is yes. ascending. He is going to be a GM in this league. It's just a matter of time. My right? guess is next year, next so, cycle. So from what I understand from, from Adam Johns' reporting is that the Bears would not have gotten a compensatory pick if had Cunningham left after year one. Correct. But now that he will stay for another season. That is correct. They will secure that compensatory pick. I believe that's a, what is it, a third, third round sandwich? I think they do them after sandwich the, th- sandwich. In the third. A good old sandwich pick. Third round compensatory. You're right. and it, I that's think, huge. And I believe it might even be two. But I could be mistaken on that. Adam two would know sandwiches. much better than mine. Yeah, two, sa- do, two, two sandwiches. Two sandwiches with two. the good bread. Give me two. With that's the good a, bread. That's exactly. the difference. You gotta get the oh, good bread. We got to get the good bread, of course. Right. If you got a no, sandwich with bad bread. That is 100% right. You The the person needs to be in the organization for two years so and everybody seems to think cunningham will get a job in the next cycle and according to jay glazer he was offered the arizona job and turned it down uh the other vacancy was filled by Rand carthon in uh, tennessee so ian cunningham will be back with the bears it's carmen and your connor is sitting in for the good kid we'll be right back Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko. Connor McKnight sitting in for York the last couple of days. We're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in 25 or so. They're live. Twin Peaks out and about today. A football Friday. Yeah, go see the guys. Out and about to kick off 2023. Twin Peaks, Oakbrook Terrace. Next Friday, you can join Yerk and me live at the 93 Octane Brewery attached to the Pride Store out in St. Charles, one of our favorite places. We've done shows there in the past. They got a great indoor covered area attached to the brewery, so uh, we'll stay nice and warm, although the weather's been pretty pleasant, let's face it. But next Friday, noon to 2.30 at 93 Octane in St. Charles, and we will be unveiling 
the special uh, 10-year single-barrel uh, whistle pig selection that we did with the Pride Store and some listeners back in the late summer, early fall. Those are going to be on sale for the first time next Friday, so you can come see us for a football Friday a week from today. I had one, I, I don't want to deviate off course too much. We've had a blast talking football, and there's a lot of interesting stuff that we've discussed about the weekend and about the Bears, and I don't want to deviate too much. I didn't even uh, see Passon's article until I heard Sylvie reference it yesterday. Oh, he, I haven't read Passon. Yeah, yet. he wrote a, you know, a minute. 2023 MLB free agency takeaways. I mean, all the big, every free agent's pretty much spoken for, right? Kind of like all the big names. I yeah, mean, there's, I, I, so you can there's go really off nothing Adam left. Duvall sign, you know, that's another top 50, if you're just talking, you know, top 50 kind of guys. I think, like, within that, yeah, let's say that top 50. I mean, I think uh, they all Jerks and Profar hasn't have a home signed yet? yet, I don't think. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a couple, but yeah, man, I mean, this is, this is all said and done, except for the shouting. Except for the shouting, right. He wrote... Uh, he wrote number five on his list of eight. Free agency is not just about who spent the most. Uh, here are some superlatives uh, for approaches that stood out. The sneaky big step forward award. Goes- sneaky big step forward. And this is just based on free agent yes. signings? Yes. Basically, yes. Nope. Cubs. Re- yeah. He wrote Cubs because of Swanson and some of the other free agent signings that they did and, you know, sort of buying low on Bellinger and maybe he, being able to steal something I, I love out. a buy low on Bellinger. That's that's a really good move. Does he does he write about uh, defense defense being a really big issue here? Because yeah, we, we don't we don't get the shift anymore next season. The shift is the done. Shift anymore. It's a bunch of nonsense, but you don't get the shift anymore. Which means that now having Dansby Swanson uh, at shortstop and Nico Horner, Nico I assume Horner. at second base, and, and and Christopher Morrell at third, or Patrick Wisdom, Patrick Wisdom, third, so, a good third baseman. Yeah, that means your your infield defense is very very good. Throw a lot of ground ball. I I like that idea. I like that kind of bounce back. But the, offensively, in terms of the starting pitching, I'm still kind of I'm still like not there with the starting yeah. pitching either. But he kind of wrote about why. They could maybe be sneaky because the Brewers don't really do much in free agency ever. Oh, well, and I mean, yeah, if you like, want to talk you about look at the division, sure. it's like, could a bad team be a little bit more relevant? Yeah, and I we guess know they a little could bit be. about weaker divisions. Uh, yeah, we propping do. up squads. I, it's fine. I didn't think too much about our beloved White Sox in here, unfortunately. It's well, been, uh, I, I was left. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm. And I'm and I'm often a very outspoken critic, and uh, I get accused of a lot of things. You know, you're not tough, really a tough fan. Tough to be a silent and, critic, though, isn't it? It is. I mean, it <laughs> is my job. It's uh, difficult. And I know I'm hard on them, and you know, you're not really a fan anyway. All you do is rip them. And uh, but I, I I love the White Sox. I, I do. I I get very frustrated by them, though. Um, that's no secret. And um, I, I'm left wanting more. I hope Connor that. You know, Jesse keeps telling me this. Yeah. They believe Griffal is going to unlock something that they just couldn't get unlocked with the previous guy. And I don't need to make, make this like a pound on Tony thing. It doesn't, you know, it's like, but that's their belief. Are you hearing kind of the same thing? Yeah. Like that they I am. And will that work? I, I think it can, actually. I think what we see in terms of. Um, Year over year, or uh, I should say, regime to regime changes. One thing you do see pretty reliably is going to that a, a different manager, a different voice, a different kind of thing, actually kind of helping yeah. the roster. I mean, that, that actually that works in some places. I mean, listen, they, worked in Philly. Yeah, they moved on. Let's go all the way back. They moved on from Grady Little. You know, yeah. he left Pedro in too long. What happened oh, then? God, you know, God, I remember that. Think about this though. Like, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying this because. I got White Sox Weekly next, you know, tomorrow. tomorrow. Or I'm not saying this because, you know, this, this is what I do. This is what I look at. 
yes, this actually does make a difference. And yeah. shout out to Jim Margulis at SoxMachine.com. He actually wrote something about this. I think it was like last week or something like that. It, we've seen this matter. Yeah. But, but remember, it is still true, as frustrating as it is to hear it. And I get that it is. But if you get 140-something games out of Luis Robert, mm. Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Loy Jimenez, and, and now I guess add Andrew Benintendi into the mix, right? I mean, to a lesser degree, but still very important. You still have a team that can compete for an AL Central title. And I'm not talking about the rest of it at all. I'm talking about those Just five, that. six guys. I've soured big time on Mankata, but I agree with you that's on the fine. rest of those guys. And that's fine. If, if the rest of those guys have, you know, the kinds of seasons that, that we imagined them to have had yes. to this point already, yeah. Moncada can be a league average third baseman with good defense, and this yeah. team is still an okay. AL Central that's fair. contender. Eloy Jimenez, you know, unfortunately was like 85 games. That's half a season, uh, roughly. He had an OPS plus of 140 last year. I mean, when Eloy's bat five, is in the lineup. Like, he was one of the five best hitters in the second half. Yeah. And I'm not, there's no qualifier no, like, there. It's just the like, uh, in, Objectively, like he it. was, yes. Aaron Judge, and I, I think, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the guy. Who was, and then Eloy. He was, like, legitimately that good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Bregman, I think, maybe. Uh, Bregman might have been. I feel like Bregman yeah, went on a tear I think, tear it, I think in the it was Bregman, Bre- yeah. Judge, Bregman, Jimenez. I think yeah. those are your three. And guys. like Judge was in a different stratosphere for most. Oh, of well, them yeah, anyway. well, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. but but like Aloy is that important, mm-hmm. and that's why I said it the day after the season ended. They need. I, I, I'm sorry, Aloy. I don't care what you necessarily want. They need to find a way to get him out of the field, and they ultimately yeah, did. And, 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 it's, and it and looks it's like that's going to be the case. It, yes. If, if I set you, and I might do this tomorrow, if I set you an over-under on games played in the outfield, not started. Oh, okay, on the, in the outfield. Not started. Oh. Games played in the outfield for Aloy Jimenez, assuming a, a healthy season, you know, 150-something. Okay, say 150 right? games. Because, you know, you take the hypothetical the other way around. You can't do it. It set it at 15 and a half. You're taking the over, uh, you're taking the under. That's a good number because I was going to say I'm going to go I do do this at, for a living. Yeah, it's good. I'll say he's still over, but I think no more than. I'll bump you to 20 in the hole. Uh, then, then I might say I was thinking 20. Like I had 20 in my say mind under. for some reason. Say under. under. Say, I think it's under. I think it's under. I think it's under. And I think, that, I think that matters. I think that makes you a better club. Totally. I, if you're, and Rick Hans pointed this out a couple of different times. He's spoken this offseason. If one is to take silver linings from the 2022 season, it's kind of difficult to do so. They were 81 and 81, right? That's yeah. not where they wanted to be. But the fact that Aloy Jimenez learned how to DH. Yeah, that could be. Do not take that for granted. Yeah. And if you're thinking, oh, well, it's just DH, Connor, how hard can it be? Well, listen to Frank Thomas talk about sure. how hard it can be. Sure. Listen to David Ortiz talk about how hard it was to learn. Maybe Ortiz took to it a little bit I, easier, but I, these oh, are. But I think I feel like Edgar Martinez early on when he made that official transition used to talk about how this yeah. is not good. It's not. It's very different, and he learned it obviously. And, and Jimenez but, didn't want to do this. I mean, yeah. this isn't something he was. This this would not have been his brothers, so to speak. And and he learned how to do it. <laughs> and he God. learned how to do it, and he can. So Thank hopefully, you got a lot better outfield with Benintendi and Robert and yeah, whomever Oscar Colas, I guess, Oscar in right Colas, field probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's your guy. Eloy's too important as his. Bats too important. Far it just important. is. He's he's a productive, impactful, offensive player in this league, and he needs to stay healthy and he needs to play a lot as a DH. Just hit a lot. That's I, what I, should I say. led you far afield on the passing thing, though. Though, it, no, whether, I, was, it, was it the, I, the Cubs kind of angle? Because I just, I thought it was interesting on the Cubs. It's kind of an interesting take. I heard Sylvie mention it. I kind of. I breezed through it a little. It is amazing to think how far we've come from the collusion offseason of what twenty nineteen to now in baseball. Oh my goodness! I mean, 
what the hell happened? Oh, Are you my kidding goodness, me? Yeah. But at you least know, they're spending. That's, well, that's good. Well, and they're spending it at, at an incredible rate. Yeah, 2018, um, whatever the collusion Harry, year was. It looks like you're running at an incredible rate. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was just scrolling through MLB Trade Rumors, um, a site I absolutely love and depend on to do my job, so props to them. Uh, they have a top 50. And unless I've jerks and Profar is the, like only the only one top fifty free agent yet to have signed. How about that? That's a good thing. Much better than where we were just four or five years ago. Coming up next, Mike North will give us the bonus play, and we will try to sneak in a few more of your phone calls and then cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I might go into just a minute. He's got the bonus play for the weekend. Uh, Mike was hot with the odds couple picks last week. He went 3-1. and one. I went 1-1, one and one, lost the juice, but boy, oh boy, that Charger bet looked good for a while, man. Mike and I were close to going 5-1 and one for you, and odds couple best plays last week. We gave some best plays in this week's episode. It is now available on the ESPN Chicago app. It'll be on tonight, 8-9. to nine. When Chris Black is done, Chris is on after Waddle and Sylvie from 6-8. to eight. You can also get the Encore replay tomorrow, and we uh, broke down as best we could all four games on Divisional Saturday and Sunday. Let's bring in Mike for the bonus play. He is at North to North. And he joins us now on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app with Connor sitting in for the good kid. What's going on, Mike? Oh, what's going on, Con? What's going on, Connor? Hey, Mike. Good, good to talk to you, my friend. You too, buddy. Congrats. Oh, yeah. Mike, Thank uh, you. Thank right. you. I appreciate that. We got that. baby fever at this place, Mike. We do. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know I tried to stay away from that, but, uh, you know, you guys are having the kids and stuff like that. We got the nieces and the nephews. We go for two hours, three hours, and we can leave. You guys are saddled down, but and what a great, what a great, great thing for you! And uh, couldn't be happier for you guys. And you know what? What are you going to need? Well, you're going to need some money, aren't yes, you? Money. even more money yeah. than you yeah, have. Actually, yeah. Yes, yes. Right? as it turns and out. Who's the guy you turn to in times of need? Well, me, of course. Happy. Although last week, Stuart Sink, uh, I had Zach Blair. I thought at first he was an actor. Then I found out he was actually golfing against Stuart Sink in the matchup. And uh, we lost by one stroke, minus three to minus two. But we're going to come back today. We had a hot week last week on the odds, a couple 80% on our picks. I got uh, the NBA tonight. And it's an interesting game because right now there's a team called the Golden State Warriors, fellas, that's been on fire uh, previously until this year. Uh, they've been having trouble on the road. They're 5-18. and 18. Uh, the Cavaliers are uh, averaging a ton of points a game. Same with Golden State. They combined average about 230 uh, points per game. Defensively, they average about 227 per game. Yet, Steve Kerr is putting in a new lineup tonight, adding two new guys. He wants to be a little bit they had a ton of turnovers against Boston. They lost. They collapsed in the fourth quarter. He was upset. Curry's still going to play. But the change of lineup has uh, caused them, where two guys are going to be sitting, including Green, to go down from uh, 228 to 219 wow. for the total. I'm going to take the under. I think that they're going to be more deliberate. I think a more unfamiliar, but more more careful with this game. I don't know if they'll have the overall offensive game they have because Kerr wants to put a more defensive lineup up there. So I got the under 
two nineteen at this point in the uh, at this time, guys. Beautiful Warriors uh, Cavs tonight. So there you go, folks. There's the bonus play. Like I said, we broke down all the games for divisional weekend. So make sure you check out the pod, Mikey. Thanks. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. And we'll talk next Friday. All right, guys. Take care. See you, buddy. There's Mike North at North to North on Twitter. We were just talking about Passon's article from yesterday, and now there's breaking news. Connor, that I've seen this. There is. If you saw me on Twitch, it wasn't anything to do with what uh, Mike was talking about. I'll bet Lord with him. It was this. Jeff Passon is now reporting that Luis Arias is headed from the Twins to the Marlins. Right-hander Pablo Lopez going back to the Twins. Deal's done. Players are being informed right now. More are involved. Dan Hayes of The Athletic, love Dan yeah. Hayes, uh, tweeted just like moments ago that more players are going to be involved and it's the Twins position that this won't be a one-for-one. So there you go. One of the better hitters in the American League. Get him out League. of the Central. I, he, I feel like The he, man who spoiled Dylan Cease's no-hit bid last that's year. Right. That's right. We am, won I, out. am I crazy? I feel like uh, nobody torched the White Sox like Naylor in the division. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like a rise... Uh, was on base constantly against the. He's Sox. just that kind of guy, he's right? A good, I mean, he's, he's a good hitter. I mean, Tony, he really is. Tony walked him. He didn't want to. You don't want to face him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's worried about that. I mean, this was this is a guy. Oh, was that, that and that and that brought up um, one of them? I think Buxton, the home yeah. run with Buxton, Buxton, hit, Buxton the slam, and he right? hit it off Hendricks, and it went you know like a thousand miles. And Liam said, "I don't think the ball's landed yet." Uh, Liam, have thing. you heard anything in any update? I, I I I have not heard anything other than what we have all heard. I I continue to understand that. This is something that he's, you know, uh, gonna fight, gonna fight yeah. hard, and that the prognosis overall is, good. is you know, kind of what they've been. The saying. guy's a badass, and he's got the attitude, he, and like he Sylvie, really is. Sylvia will tell you about it. I mean, like the attitudes. I, I don't need. I don't know how you put a percentage on it, but it's probably you know like three quarters of the battle for crying out loud. I mean, like if you really can just. Sylvie talked about it all the time through his battle with it. And Liam seems like he's yeah, like he's a dog, man. He's yeah. got it. Like yep. he he'll he'll fight it. You yeah. Know? And so right. wish him the best. I mean, I you know, I know the Sox have and I get it, like you said. I mean, I don't think they wanted to offer up any like little step by step updates. I think they said at the end of spring training, right? They'll uh, kind of nothing, fill everybody nothing in. earlier than opening day. Okay, nothing fact, earlier nothing than, earlier opening, than day. opening day. Yeah. And then they'll kinda I it would be so great to see him pitch this year at some point. Yeah. Um, maybe I mean, that's far fetched. I don't know, but God, that would be maybe it's not. It's it's it not awesome. it's not far fetched because there are precedent, right? Yeah. I mean, John Lester was able to come back and pitch yeah. in that same calendar year. Now he wasn't, you know, back to as the way he tells it, back to a hundred percent until that next season, right. and then he threw that no hitter, you know, for Boston. Right. Less than I think it was like less than nine months removed from wow. being cancer free. So that's incredible. Um, there's others that that have gotten back to at the minor league level as well. So the hope is that that can happen. But obviously, you, know, you got to. It's treatment first. It's it's Liam sure. first. Right? Yeah, Obviously. totally. That totally. All right, just picking winners for this weekend. What do we think Championship Sunday is going to look like? Let's uh, let's go around the room. Uh, how do we think everything's going to shake out? Let's start with Saturday, Jags or Chiefs? Yeah, I, I, you got to take the Chiefs here. I think you do too. We gave you the numbers. Mahomes is a perfect four zero at home uh, on divisional weekend. I think it's going to go to five. He's three and one against the number in those four games. He's never played a road playoff game. He's played a couple neutral site games, obviously, in two Super Bowls. But yeah, I'm with you. I think you, Andy Reid extra time to prepare all that stuff. I think you got to go Chiefs. Black. Chris, sorry, I'm dealing with technical stuff oh, back here, sorry, so I'm not. I'm like right. half listening to you guys. I know that you guys are still on the air and you're talking football. <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, it's good to but know. we're uh, hey. trying to make sure that we have a uh, technical stuff going on. All right, right all good. Don't worry about it. Kendra. Football. You pick? I'm, I'm picking football. Pick football. 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 Chiefs or Jags, Kendra? I'm definitely going Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. uh, you can't pick a, against Mahomes right now. Yeah. No. I'm with you. Giants, Eagles. I, this, this is the one I don't know. 
This is the one I don't know. If Hertz and Lane Johnson are healthy, and I think it's a bigger if with Lane Johnson. I mean, the guy's playing through an injury in his yeah. groin that needs surgery. Yeah. He's a tough SOB, but like, wow. I feel Eagles. Okay. I'll take the Giants just to be contradicting. Okay. You know, Kendra? We'll, we'll, I'll text you on Monday. Eagles it, or Giants? It's Hertz is playing, but not to sound silly, but Hertz is hurt. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going with Eagles. I still I like their uh, dynamic on offense. They're rested. Giants are playing on short rest. Obviously, they played the late window on yeah. Sunday. Have to play on a Saturday Daniel now. Daniel Jones is playing well, though. He's doing he is playing well, it and is. they're well coached. Ba- uh, Bills, Bengals. I, this is, for me, the hardest game to pick. I'm going to go with the home team. I'll go with the Bills. I don't love the pick, but I'll say Bills. And I'll take the Bengals here. I actually, right. actually kind of do feel good about that one. I'll take the Bengals here. I know it sounds crazy. I know why it does, but I, I think it's going to happen. Kendra? I, I want to pick the upset with Connor, but I'm going to stick with you and, and, and choose the favorite, the Bills. It'll be the neutral site game then for for the AFC title. If uh, our predictions, if Kendra and my predictions hold out, that'll be Bills and Chiefs. And then the last game for the ninth time. And boy, have they had some history. Oh, we don't have sound, do we, Chris? No well, sound we right the now? technical issues. Yeah, we got We're fighting. Uh, I think that will play. I think. Let's hear it. Let's see. Third and three. Oh. We'll see a pick of some kind on the right side, possibly. Montana. Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. One of the greatest highlights of the 80s of my childhood, uh, Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. That was Cowboys and Niners. Will we see some drama again for the ninth time in the postseason? These teams are going to do battle. Uh, this is another tough game, I think, to pick. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if the Cowboys kept this within the number, if this is a two, three-point game, but I'll pick the Niners. My friend, Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold, we game winner. a field goal with time expiring on the clocks. Bears, I mean Niners. And the Niners Kendra, will advance. Kendra, Niners or I'm Cowboys? Going, listen, I've been rooting for Purdy. I'm rooting for the underdog. I'm, I'm rooting for Purdy all the way. All right, there you go. Mr. Irrelevant, so there are picks. We'll cross-talk and talk about more of the games with Waddle and Sylvie. Coming up in just two minutes. Final word brought to you as always by Bath Planet. And for the second straight day, Connor's got the he final did word. It. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yurko. Jim Irsay is the vocal twin to Joe Walsh from the Eagles. <laughs> now you'll never hear it differently. I'll never listen to him every time he talks. Right. It's like, my mom's a ride. Like, okay, it's starting. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty it's Joe good. Walsh.